Hey there, welcome to another episode of Ninja on the Loose. On the last few days, uh, now that it's fairly nice in our area, and uh, when I say fairly nice, I mean the sun is out and the snow's all gone and, you know, the grass is green and dandelions are popping up and uh, blossoms are not quite here yet where we are, but they are in the valley. And, you know, it's getting to be that time of year where you get outside, you smell the garden, you do things. Brenda's been in the garden. Yeah, you know, it's just that, that time of year. So, for me, what I like to do when this time of year rolls around is I like to grab my camera and I like to go outside. And for me, uh, just about any time of the year, uh, minus the cold uh, season, you know, the cold weather season, is a really good time for what I consider macro photography opportunities. Now, I'm completely self-taught. I did not take any courses. I did not read any books. I did not do any online research. I just kind of picked up tips as I go. And so I want to pass on some of my macro photography tips to you. So last couple of days, I've been outside, and I don't take a lot of time outside uh, when I'm doing my macro photos. I usually, you know, try to look for uh, a bit of a break to get away from the computer. And so going outside, if we're not having a coffee or a tea break or a meal break, I'll uh, go outside and uh, grab the camera and, and see what I can find. So basically, uh, what I like about macro photography is it's, you know, you don't have to go somewhere special. It's really, you know, everything is is possible where you go. In fact, this is my number five tip, is that everything is a photo subject. Now, what I mean by that is just step outside your door. And anything within arm's reach can be a photo subject with macro, macro photography. Now, I kind of like taking shots of flowers and bugs and bugs on flowers. And, you know, all these kind of things are you know, your potential topics, uh, shrubs, uh, old uh, wooden fences, uh, rocks. It's amazing what you find when you start wandering around. And we have a, a backyard that I'll wander around in, and I'll find all sorts of things to take photos of with the uh, macro settings on the camera. And so that's really my first tip is uh, everything can be a potential photo subject when you're going to uh, shoot macro photos. Uh, my number four tip is be sure to frame your shot to feature something. You know, the because you have such a narrow field of depth working with your macro settings, uh, you really have to kind of be really careful what it is that you're trying to use as your subject. So try to focus on one particular item. So for example, uh, last couple of days I've gone out and I've taken photos of dandelions and I've uh, lucked out and got a few really cool shots of an ant walking around the center of one of the dandelions. And so that was what I was focusing, framing my shots to include the yellow of the dandelion and the ant in the center and that was the subject for the for the photo uh, today i went out and did pretty much the same thing but i was lucky enough to have a bee on one of the dandelions and so that was what i focused on was the bee was my main subject 
on the dandelion and of course everything else because of the focusing of the uh, narrow field depth of the macro settings all the background you know the ground the leaves around the dandelion and stuff like this is all out of focus and that's great because now your focal point is really clear it's the the dandelion and the bee or the dandelion and the ant and so that's what i really try to do uh, when I uh, take, actually when I take any photos, I always pay quite a bit of attention to the actual framing of the photo, but macro in particular because uh, I really want to have something stand out in that photo and not have to try to explain what I was taking a photo of. Uh, the photo itself should actually explain what it's about, you know, and you should be able to tell right away what the subject was with that photo. My number three tip is uh, overcast skies are the best, and I love overcast skies for all kinds of photography, uh, really simply because there's no shadows to fight with. Uh, I, I like the lighting to be even, and so even when I'm taking portrait photos uh, of friends or Brenda, you know, if it's an overcast day, to me that is going to give me some really cool photos. And I'm not fighting with shadows, I'm not trying to, you know, I don't have to fire the flash to try to even the shot out. It's just, I don't know, there's something about overcast skies that just really work for me. And when it comes to macro photos, it's even more important because, you know, there's times where I'm crouched down and I've got the camera right in the center of the action that I'm trying to take the photo of. And wouldn't you know, my arm or the, the frame of the camera or something is casting a shadow over top of my topic and uh, I just don't like that so overcast skies eliminate all that I don't have to position myself in a special way or whatever to avoid you know shedding a shadow on something that's that issue is right out of the picture uh, no pun intended my uh, number two tip is um, macro or super macro now I'm going to explain to you that the camera that I use is an older model Olympus digital camera. I think, and I could be wrong, but I think it's a 500UZ or UZ, depending on what country you're in. Um, anyway, I've had this camera for quite some time. I'm going to say 10, 10 or 11 years anyway. And uh, the macro settings on it, there's only two macro settings, and I call it macro and super macro. And uh, those are the ones I use. Uh, being a digital camera, I don't worry about other settings. I keep it at auto and aim and shoot. And when it gives me the focus sound that the subject is focused, poof, I fire the shutter. And hopefully I've got a photo that's going to be worthy of doing something with. I don't spend a lot of time with settings. I don't even pay attention to that kind of stuff because I'm just, you know, rank amateur. No doubt about it. Okay, so... You know, if you have a digital camera, it has certainly made macro photography a whole lot simpler. There's no doubt about it, because you don't have lenses to play with. You don't have a whole lot of other settings to worry about. You just, especially when you have the auto setting, which to me is kind of the magic button. You know, you set it at auto, have your macro or super macro, and then you take your shots. Now, as far as what I use, macro or super macro, it does depend on what I'm shooting. Uh, for example, uh, what I like about using the super macro setting, and I've done that for the last couple of mornings, is that it really lets me stick the camera lens as close as possible to my subject. Now, once the lilacs start to bloom in our yard and we have blossoms on our crabapple tree, I'll be spending a lot of time out there sticking my hand in all sorts of activity. And when I say activity, I'm talking about bees. Um, 
And the thing is, is that, you know, most of these bees are so busy doing their pollination thing that this black thing that's hovering near them, they don't even notice. They don't care. They're too busy doing their own thing. Now, I will say that you do have to be careful. There are times I've been buzzed. I've certainly ticked off more than one bee by getting just a little too close. But uh, I'll tell you, you know, if you get close enough, and that's what I like about Super Macro, uh, same with, you know, I'll take photos of wasps, any flying creature, any flying insect that seems to get anywhere near any of our blossoms is a target for me as far as the camera is concerned. And I've been able to get some really cool photos, in my view anyway. And so uh, I, I use Super Macro so I could get really close. Uh, I'll use macro settings for other stuff if I need to maybe have a wider field of view. Um, you know, the depth, uh, the field depth, if I need just a little wider, you know, for if I'm taking, say, maybe photos of a group of flowers or something like that, I'll go with macro. But super macro is my favorite. I just like to be able to just stick my arm right in the middle of the action and then fire, 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 you know, snap, 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 and see where it goes. Uh, my number one tip on macro photography tips is, and uh, this is very, 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 very important, be patient. I'll tell you, it's taken me a while to figure out, and I'm still figuring it out. You know, the best time of day, uh, best conditions, uh, what flowers I should hang out around, uh, timing of things, right? And I find, you know, there are certain times of the day when uh, the bee activity is more. And so, of course, you know, I try to hit those times. Uh, there's other times where I'm just lucky when I just hit the uh, bottom of the stairs and I start looking around uh, the, the yard and uh, poking around the, the blossoms or the, the dandelions and I find something interesting on one of them or two of them or three of them and then I crouch down and I start to take shots. Now there's times of course as soon as I've crouched down poof whatever was there is gone. But I also find that if you just stay in a position for a period of time, not too long, but long enough that whatever is buzzing around you gets used to you being there, then you can actually scoop some pretty good photos. Um, there was a bee today that uh, was that just sort of appeared uh, in a section of dandelions I was crouched over today and uh, I just kind of waited for it to find one that it wanted to go to and it did so I uh, you know aimed the camera at him and he didn't seem to really mind too much that I was there and so I snapped a few shots and I stayed there I you know I, the only thing that I'm moving is my arm and uh, I stayed in that position and he hopped over to the next dandelion and so I moved the camera over to where that was and snapped a few photos there. He hopped over to another dandelion and, and I thought, okay, I'll, I'll let you go with this one. I don't want to keep hovering over you. And uh, he, he just didn't seem to mind that I was there. Now, like I said, there are times where they don't like that and uh, for whatever the reason, but this guy was pretty cool, and I snapped off, uh, I think I ended up with, uh, mm, I'm going to say I had maybe seven or eight photos, I don't take a bunch, uh, seven or eight photos, and, and I liked all of them, so I was really happy with the results, and that's really what it takes, is you just have to take your time and kind of be patient and wait for the uh, proper setting to set itself up, and, uh, you know, just keep firing at stuff. And, you know, like I say, you'll find, as I said, my, my first tip, uh, number five, is everything's a photo subject. You'll find stuff everywhere. I've taken pictures of caterpillars on, on, on a really uh, rustic uh, wood fence that we have. 
I was walking by one day and this thing stood out and this, you know, it was a bright green caterpillar and I thought, oh my goodness, grabbed the camera and snapped a, a few photos of him. And, you know, it's just, like I say, anything is uh, potential uh, when you're uh, taking uh, your camera out set at, um, you know, at macro or super macro, anything is a potential photo subject. So uh, hopefully I gave you some cool ideas, uh, give you an option. I know not everybody takes macro photos, but this might be something you might want to explore. Uh, I'm sure your camera's got the settings. Uh, if you don't know how to use them, well, I may have given you a couple of ideas on what to do. So until next time, this has been Ninja on the loose. Uh, my name's George. Thanks for tuning in and have a good one.